All right. Well, hey, thanks for coming out, and uh, we're excited to talk through this session. Um, and so, if you're eating, we don't mind. Keep going. So. Um, uh, we're going to be talking about kind of some speed the light stuff and uh, creating a missions giving culture in your church and in your youth groups and so uh, excited to do that and we're honored to share on that. Um, my name is Jay Heiss. I'm the middle school pastor at Calvary Church in Toledo, uh, Maumee, Ohio, but up in the Toledo area. Um, so I've been in that role now for about... Hi. Well, no, you're good. Come on in. I've uh, been in that role now for about uh, four... And Four and a half years. Yeah, four years or so. So uh, it's been cool uh, working with our youth and teaching our middle schoolers and all that. And then I'll let you. Uh, so I'm Matthew Ford. Uh, excuse my voice, getting over a little sickness. But um, I'm the high school pastor. We actually got hired on the same time. So four-ish years, uh, long enough to forget. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just excited for sharing about Speed the Light and stuff like that. And it's a passion of ours. You know, uh, whether you start with a group that has you know, no speed of light, or maybe you're trying to learn about speed of light, or you have something and you want to build on it. We're hoping we can help give some tips and tricks to uh, building a culture of speed of light. So it should be fun. Yeah. For it. Yeah. So we want to make today a little more interactive in this session, and um, you know, want to kind of hear kind of where you guys are at with your missions and speed of light, and you know, we're we don't want to stand up here like we have all the answers because honestly we love learning from other people like what's working and creating that culture and we all have something that we can bring to the table and share and would love to just share a little bit too about um, what we've done. I'm going to take this chair. <laughs> I think I missed it too. Oh, never mind. That is wobbly. I'll take this one. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I uh, kind of want to start a little bit. Um, how many of you guys are familiar with Speed the Light? I would assume most of us are. Okay, awesome. So, good. We don't have to talk too much about that, um, what it is, but we know that's the, the missions that we give, uh, our youth give to. And so, great organization. Uh, a couple things. Uh, we were talking with Pastor Nate just about this, and he shared it, um, if you've been around at any meetings and things like that. Um, but talking about the importance of that and how, as students, uh, this is a great opportunity for them to learn church, uh, giving. Um, and so we were just asking him because he had, he had shared about how this, the, the state of Ohio, the network, was uh, kind of had all these projects but were in debt to those things. And so just a few years ago, it was over like $450,000. Um, and so we asked him, you know, where are we at? We're around $250,000 still to go um, to get back even with those things. And something that, like, I didn't realize at first, but a few years ago somebody said it, uh, was that Ohio missionaries are supported by Ohio churches. And so it's not like our speed the light just goes into the big pot and it just gets distributed. Like, we're responsible for supporting our missionaries. Um, and so for me, that was kind of a click that was like, oh, if we're not doing our part, our Ohio missionaries aren't experiencing that that need that they have, um, or they're not receiving that, or what they're doing is they're taking out loans on their own and paying higher interest rates and not able to um, be clear in their mind with that. They carry along this debt with it that just adds more money to the case. So really puts an emphasis um, on the importance of, of teaching our youth the importance of giving, but also um, our role as leaders in establishing that. Um, and so yeah, Kind of our thing as we were we were talking through this session, um, and we wanted to talk about this culture. And so we use the word creating, um, but I think for a lot of us, we probably are in different seasons where maybe speed the light is kind of new and something you're trying to ramp up in your groups. Maybe it's non-existent. Maybe some of you, uh, this has been something that's been long-standing in your churches. That's been something that's been supported for a long time, and so the culture is kind of there. Um, we want to talk today. I think principles are going to be important on whether it's creating or even just changing and making that a priority in your culture um, for giving. And so uh, kind of a thought with that uh, is creating culture starts by evaluating where your current culture is. And I think, um, you know, I'd love to like throw that out there. How many of you guys would say like, you know, the culture's not really there, like speed the light isn't really prevalent like in your youth group at this time or it's something that needs a lot. Of okay, great. And so, you know, I think as we talk through that and then um, 
talking through, like, I think for a lot of us then, Speed the Light something that's a part of our group, something that we talk about, um, but maybe something that we want to build upon probably, right? Want to revitalize even. Um, and so I think it starts with understanding where are you at in that. And, and so as we, we talk today, it's, it's, we're going to talk about some things that are um, more along the lines of, you know, it doesn't matter whether you have a large group who's like super bought into it, knows everything about that right now, or whether you're trying to start something from the ground up, is that creating a culture um, really starts with the leader. And so we want to talk about our role in that. Um, and so I'll let you chime in too with some of these things because for us, uh, just a little background on our church, Speed the Light, uh, our, our, one of our pastors on staff was on staff for 34 years. He just transitioned to take a lead pastor role in Arkansas actually, but was the original youth pastor who started the group at our church back in 1984. Um, and so he served in that role for over 12 years and really brought Speed the Light and missions to the church as a forefront. Um, and so we, when we came on staff, Pastor Bill, um, he was the guy who really was, it, in, uh, it was there, like in our youth group, it was happening, but it had fallen from what it was in previous years. And so his big thing to us was like, we need to work on Speed the Light. Like that was his big push. You know, we got to teach our youth the importance of giving. Um, and so for us, that, that brought conversations with us about, all right, so we have it here, but it's not anywhere where we think it should be or it needs to be. Um, and so we had to talk through what, did, what was it that we wanted to impress on our students when it came to giving. Um, and so if you have any thoughts. Oh, yeah, no, I don't have any thoughts. But <laughs> no, um, you know, I think like we're talking about evaluating where you're at is, is key because for us when we came in, we didn't have the awareness that it was a problem. We're just like, all right, we're here. You know, we gave X amount of dollars. That's pretty good, you know. Uh, but Pastor Bill was the one who said, hey, this is a problem at our church because, hey, this is the debt that the whole district is in, and we're not contributing anything to it or hardly anything to it. And so it's kind of like, you know, if you're in a plane, it's on fire, but, you know, you're, you're just standing there, and you're like, well, I was a little cold, so it's fine. You know, you're like, the plane's going down. You're like, everything's fine, you know, because, you know, whatever. I was cold, and now so we're good. Um, you know, it's the same, a lot of our youth ministries are the same way. It's like, well, you know, at least that kid, you know, at least we gave this amount, so we're fine. And it's like, no, yeah, you might have given this amount, but the Ohio plane's on fire, and if you don't take responsibility to do something about it, you know, like, I can't even imagine $250,000 of debt. Actually, I can't, it's called student loans. So, you know, you know what it's like to be oppressed by that kind of stuff, and being aware that you have a problem is the first step as a leader, and we're going to transition to that. Like, it starts with you, because if you don't have a burden for missions, if you don't have a burden for giving, um, if it doesn't matter to you, that's not going to matter to your group, you know, and, and, and yeah, so we'll, we'll keep going with that, but yeah. creating, like, what we want to start on is creating a giving culture starts with the leader. Yeah. That's what it starts with. Yeah, and I think something to keep in mind too is like, um, I think, I think we can get so caught up in in what is it that we need to do in order to give more, or what is the things we need to do to encourage our students or to invigorate them, to inspire them, and if we can keep this this focus, our our youth pastor, grew up, we both grew up at the same church too, by the way, we've been longtime Calvary people, so you know we understood the culture of our group, we understand stood certain things, but had a new perspective coming in as the leaders of it. Um, and something that our youth, our youth pastor was Greg Ford, and so something he always kind of coined with us was this phrase, it's not about us. And I think the same is true when it comes to giving, is, is that giving is, is less about what we can do or what we give, and more about what God wants to do through us as we give. And so when we can help our students to buy into that, and when we can, when we can have those conversations with God to say, God, what is it you want to do through us, through our youth group, through us as leaders in creating this culture in, in making giving a priority that our students get, that it shifts that focus of saying, hey, it's not by any strength or ability or words or events that we put on, but it's by saying, God, we want to be open to what it is you have for us. And so as we talk through that culture of uh, creating that culture starts with us as leaders. Um, and so we talk, you know, recognizing the need of doing something about it. And so what are, here's where I'd love some uh, feedback. What would you say in your group is something that's maybe broken or not in alignment with where you would like your giving culture in your group to be? Like, what's some of those needs? 
Yeah, I'm just. So, like, we just started in youth group, and, like, um, when we started, um, we've got, like, two different churches that we're in right now, um, but we're the youth pastors, and um, I was really thinking about to be the light this year, and I was thinking about, like, um, God wants to make it really personal, hmm. and wants it to be, um, really wants it to be, there's historic reference to speed the light. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I don't think the kids really know. Yeah. You know? And so trying to make that really personal to them, like, so, like, taking some classes and, um, talk, like, looking at some of the historical things that, that the kids from speed the light have, the students from speed the light have done to, like, even back in the 40s and mm-hmm. the 50s, some of the mm-hmm. historical things that they've done and saying, like, okay, if they can do it in the 40s, with like mm-hmm. so much little money, then we can do it now. You mm-hmm. know, trying to make it real personal to them. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. What else? What are some things that you recognize in your group? Uh, I mean, kind of along the same lines. I think a lot of our kids have a lot of the knowledge, a lot of the Bible knowledge, and a lot of came up through kids' stuff. And so it's just relating that from the head to the heart. And so that is, I think, our biggest challenge. Yeah. They know it's important, but they also want to come from Yeah, it's huge. And I think that's an issue uh, with a lot of students that have grown up in a church, you know, hmm. not just like about to be the light, but even about their faith. It's like, yeah. you know, I've inherited this. Yeah. You know, and that's where, you know, Pastor Jay and I uh, have tried to focus on that. It's more than, more than the money. It's about your mindset of giving, right? Hmm. So, you know, it's not just about, hey, the X amount of dollars that you gave which is cool, but it, it, it's changing the mindset of your student from this is about me and what I can get to this is about each other and what I can give. And, and that's part of the mission mindset. And what's cool is um, as that starts to happen, giving happens, yes, but they realize that it's more than just their money, you know, because anyone can say, them, say, give us your money, you know, and that's what, honestly, that's what people outside of the church kind of expect from a church. Uh, but you're saying, no, this is, this is so much more than your money. Uh, it, it, but it is a struggle and it takes, you know, honestly, when it comes to creating a, a culture, and I think we'll hit on this at some point, but time is your friend. You know, mm-hmm. if you can just do small things over time, it's going to create something. And that's difficult to explain to like, maybe if you're feeling pressure from the head pastor or you're feeling like, man, I'm making no progress. Like time is your friend. And, you know, we're four years in and, you know, we're saying, which is really a small period of time in ministry. And we're saying, man, time has been our friend, you know, because, uh, in, in some ways, you know, is everyone mainly in youth ministry or associated with their youth ministry? Yeah. So, like, this sounds bad, but those people who, with the poor mindsets start graduating out, and the kids that you've been developing into a new mindset are then now spreading that mindset. And so you might not see that year one because you have one group of kids that this is all they know, and you have, you know, five or six group of kids that uh, they know what they had before. But then as you start to graduate, now it's four years of your kids, you've been there four years, all have what you know, and those two years of kids either caught on or they're moving out. You know, and it sounds kind of ruthless, but the culture starts to change, but if you just kind of go with the status quo, then you're just going to have the same rhythm that you had before. Does that make sense? So. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else have something? I have a question. I just yes. feel like it's really kind of dumb. There's no dumb questions. I ask tons of dumb questions. <laughs> Okay, it's so true. my kids understand the importance of tithing and giving, and they're excited about that, but they're doing that in their in our general church tithe mm-hmm. uh, for the ones that have jobs and put importance on that. So how do I transition and say, hey, there's this other way we can do this that um, God supports just as much and wants you to be investing in um, mm. that we can do just our youth group? Hmm. Yeah, answer to that. Can you? I'll try to. <laughs> um, so, like, uh, so they give their normal tithes, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I think this is an opportunity to teach, like, yeah, God tells us to tithe, but on top of that is the offering and what we give on top of our tithes. And so, that's an opportunity to share with them, like, yeah, that what you're doing is actually biblical. But what God also says is, what's that little extra you could give? And we were telling, like, cause some middle schoolers were like, you know, we don't have any money. What are we supposed to do? And, you know, we would just tell them, you know, if you give a nickel every week, that's honoring God just as much as you if you gave $20 once a year. 
it's, you're actually growing your relationship with God more because it's that act and that rhythm of giving. Um, and, you know, I would celebrate that kid who gives that little extra speed delay, especially if they're tithing, because that's huge already. If your kid's tithing, I'm like, wow, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you can celebrate on top of that and say, man, uh, God's going to bless you for this, and it doesn't have to be a ton, you know, because it's not, a, like I said, it's not about the money, it's about the mindset. And so for them, if we can, if we can uh, encourage that in them, then when they do make more money, they're doing the same thing, you know. And to them, you know, $300 might feel like a nickel in the future, but you've already trained them in the idea of how they should give. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, that's um, good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes kind of with like kind of the next point. Like when, when we as leaders can establish and know, hey, what is it that God's put on our heart as leaders to challenge our students with, with that giving, that when you create that giving culture, it then strengthens the group and helps them to grow and they're understanding the importance of that thing. Um, I can go back to when I was a kid and the way my, my parents taught me kind of how to, to budget. There was like this old like blue piggy bank thing I remember and you put X amount in your tithe and your savings. So like I remember from a young age my mom teaching me those things but the emphasis was put on hey this is what goes back to the Lord like this teaching those things. So the, the fact that your students have already grasped that is huge because there's a lot of students in our group who haven't grasped that um, and a lot of them are newer and coming um, and whatnot. But as we, we teach on the importance of that, um, whether they're, for some of them, that might just be starting to give to speed the light. You know? And so our, our, our Pastor Bill, who we referenced, he was always like, you know, we want to teach giving. And so if your students are giving to speed the light, that's their, their thing to give to in this season of time. He's like, when you, when you can get those habits established, then the other parts will come and you teach on tithing and on those things. He's like, but that is their tithe, you know, in, in those things. And so that was something that he pushed with us. Um, and and uh, I, think, I think kind of we reference like, so the difference, I work with the middle schoolers, he works with the high schoolers. A lot of the high schoolers have jobs. The middle schoolers are always like, I don't have any money to give. I don't get an allowance. I don't have the ability. I don't know how, you know, like I don't have the means to. Um, and so something that we found is, is saying, you know, if you don't have that, um, what is something else that the Lord has given to you that you can give? And so as we talk about, we want to create that culture that even if they don't have the money in their hands at that moment, there will come those times. But what is, what is the talents, what is the times, what is the things God has given to you that you can, you can bring back and give as your offering to the Lord? Um, and and I'm, I don't also, like for me, I'm always encouraging my students, like when we talk about Speed the Light, hey, there's ways you can get out and get off of Fortnite or whatever video game you're playing and go do something to raise money for missions. Like, that's just an excuse. So... I'm not like, yeah, don't worry about giving money, but also saying, you know, what is it? Maybe you sacrificing that time to go do something for money or, or maybe not just to help somebody. That's you understanding the importance of giving and applying that um, to what uh, the Lord has given to you in order to do that. Um, and so, yeah, did you have something to go? No, I was going to say, like, 80% of our tech team is middle schoolers. Yeah. And a lot of our readers are middle schoolers. Why? Because actually challenge them to do something, you know, be more than an attender. You know, if you can't give money, that's okay. Do something more than just show up. And, um, yeah, so yeah. that's what I thought of is, yeah, like, yeah, it's almost impossible to get a high schooler to do tech, but you put a middle schooler in front of an iPad or a computer, they're in heaven, you know? <laughs> and so it's it just thought of that as a way that yeah. we do that. And so that's something that's reinforced because then when we're teaching them as they get older, you know, and those times do come, then we, re- we, we re-emphasize those things. Hey, this is the tithe. This is the offering. This is what the Lord says to do. Um, but it's more so creating that, that, that connection from their mind to their heart that changes the, the purpose behind why they give. Because it's not about any dollar amount. It's about what is it that the Lord has given to you that you can give back. Um, yeah. Um, some things that have helped for us. Um, so as we talk about strengthening the group, like we've tried to make this like 
everything we do kind of fit into our, our verbiage of what we're about. And so our church, uh, kind of our vision is life change, and we do that through connect, grow, and serve. And so we have a similar kind of thing for our youth group. We, we want to experience our students and people to experience life change by Unite, Empower, and Launching. And so we want students to feel united, a part of something, be empowered with God's Word, empowered to go out, and then ultimately launched into their world, into their schools, into their lives to make a difference with what God has given to them. And so every event, everything we do hinges on those things. And so we try and take regular times of meeting or events that we do and and put some of those emphasis uh, on the things that we want them to learn. So we do an overnighter uh, lock-in that was started by our youth pastor back in the 80s that we still do. Um, And the whole emphasis is giving the speed, the light, and raising money for it going into that night. And so we are just pounding it, like, hey, we're going to have fun this night, but in order to come, you know, we set kind of like a bar for them. Hey, you got to raise this amount of money in, to come, because it's not just for a good night, it's for a purpose. Um, and so we see students who take those challenges, and so for me as a middle school pastor, understanding that my middle schoolers don't always have jobs and things, I'm like this, hey... If you guys can give more than the, like I use incentives and those things, like, hey, I think you guys can give more than the high schoolers, and they're the ones with jobs. Like, you guys can go out and do that. And so we, I put challenges and be like, you know, if we do this, like, we'll, I'll get donuts for everybody, like, next service. Like, we're going to beat the high schoolers. And it was really cool to see the, these hundreds of dollars that our students went out above and beyond to raise because they had a, some incentive in the, to give, but they were catching on to the purpose of that. And they were grasping. And it was really cool to see um, how they stepped out of what was uh, comfortable for them and did things and made things and sold that for money and did chores for neighbors and things like that. I heard stories and I was like, yes, like you're getting it. And as a leader, that's, that's so encouraging when you see a student get it who, who does something outside of their normal um, in order to, to use what God has given to them. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, you already have established things that you do, established rhythms. Integrate Speed the Light into those things. You know, you can, um, like we start, we talk about Speed the Light during our services, you know, at least once a month. We actually reach out to some missionaries and say, hey, do you have like a video of you standing by a Speed the Light vehicle that was purchased through Ohio? And could you like send a little personalized video that says, hey, did this? Because kids can physically see, mm-hmm. oh, I helped buy this vehicle. You know, I might have given $3, but I helped buy this vehicle for this person. It helps them realize how real it is. And what's cool about an overnighter is you think, uh, we keep them for, is it 10 hours? 10, 12. 12 yeah. hours. Uh, so I think we do uh, we do 8 to 8. And, you know, you're thinking, wow, you, some of you guys might even do lock-ins. You're like, what do I do for 12 hours? We actually break it up where at the top of every hour we have a different missionary that we stop the kids for for 10 minutes and pray. And so it helps the rhythm of the night to remind them, this is why I raised more than $85 uh, for missions. You know, and, um, and, and you can do more than an event, but what's cool is when you have an event, uh, you can push towards it and, and give them a, a reward for what they're doing. We also uh, have something uh, that we call workshops. You could call like a, probably like a small group or something. And we put the small groups on different teams and do activities. Uh, and actually in their teams, you can give the speed of light uh, for points for your team. And so sometimes kid will like, you know, like, oh, well, I'll give a couple dollars for some points for my team. And it goes to something that's a good cause. And so, you know, we've seen a lot of health in that because then we can have an opportunity every time we have our small group to talk about speed of light and say, hey, this is why you're giving your money. Um, to your team, it's not just so you can buy your victory. It's because we're doing, we're buying vehicles for Jesus, right? And uh, so, just integrating it into things that you're like, well, we just always have done this. You can integrate it in small ways, and it makes a huge difference in the giving yeah. and in the mentality of the kids. Yeah, and we and we've done things in the past too. So, like, we have these students who are like, hey, I don't have a job, I don't have all these things, but I was like, yeah, but I I see this artistic ability in you. Um, and so, we've had students who have painted stuff and then gone on and find people to to buy those things or we've given a platform for it we did uh we had somebody in the church who was able to donate a bunch of pallets to us and so we had some other creative students who were like what if we made some like decorative art things out of these pallets and sold them at this um 
kind of like, uh, what do you call it, like trade show, but kind of where you can set up. So we set up a speed the light table, all this stuff that our students who made had just put hours and weeks into and it was really cool to see uh, these decorative this was right before Christmas so we had all this Christmas theme stuff and all that and it was cool because we let the students run everything they were the ones who were selling it at the market to the people there and they were able to rake in the speed the light money with all the effort and time they put into this event and it all went back to missions and so it gave them purpose to say hey God has given me so much more. Maybe I don't have the physical money that I can just pull out, but he's given me something that I can use to help make a difference. Um, and if you haven't heard, you can look into the 1 in 1,000 challenge. There's been some churches that have done this um, over the last couple years for Speed the Light. Um, and I believe it's uh, Pendel's um, youth ministry page they have like this whole page on one in one thousand but the challenge essentially is challenging your student to do one thing like a thousand times t to raise a thousand dollars for speed the light and so it's kind of like a like a bike-a-thon or something like that um and so i there was these stories and they have videos of students and whatnot like this one kid was like i don't know how to play golf but i'm gonna hit a thousand golf balls and get people to sponsor me and so he's like hey will you share this this is my goal here's my plan and what was just really cool story is like he kept sharing it sharing it sharing it and people like hundreds of shares and it got back to Bubba Watson, and he shared it on his page. This kid raised over $7,000 for Speed the Light in one day because he said, I wanted to take something that I wasn't good at, something that you know wasn't clearly my ability, and, and give it back to God and say, God, use my weakness to do something great. And so challenging, we had some students where we put that challenge out to them and seeing them take that challenge, and they didn't all meet the $1,000 goal, but some of them met, $500 goal and we're like that's awesome and 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 I think as we talk through that kind of another point to go into is that creating a give a giving culture spreads to the church because then what are the things we're celebrating in our students like when a student raises $500 for missions or if a student who has no money gives $20 for missions like our, like we want to make sure we're encouraging them we're celebrating that um, we're taking time to to really pump it up um, and, and um, kind of the verse, part. so Pastor Bill, who really pushed that for us, he would always use this verse constantly in 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you or young. He's like, that's what the students need to know. Just because they're a 6th grader, just because they're a ninth grader, just because they're a senior, whatever, they, they're the ones who set the example for the church. And so what's been really cool is seeing our students set the example for our church. And so um, there's times where some of our church members will come to us and say, hey, man, it was really cool seeing this student do this. Or, hey, the, your student came over and raked my leaves. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, but if, if the students don't always hear that, then I want to make sure as a leader, hey, guess who came up and said, awesome job for that. Like, keep up the good work. We want to create that culture um, that we're celebrating what our students do because that gives them the confidence to know, hey, keep doing what you're doing. Keep pushing forward. Um, and so I think this looks different for all of us too. Um, I mean, like I said, when we, when we came in, our giving culture wasn't where we wanted it to be or where our church leadership even wanted it to be. So we recognized, hey, there's something we got to do that's different. And so, you know, as leaders, we gotta, we got to be the ones to make that push. And when our students catch on to it, then that, when you see signs of health and growth, that's when it starts spreading to the church. And this is what I think is so, um, so cool. And so I think it's different for every church, though, um, because our church is just super missions-minded and strong. So when we share some of these stories or like if we get an opportunity to be the youth pastors who do the announcements, like we're like, our students did this, they gave this. And, you know, it's we're so thankful for this. And we can encourage our church to be like, hey, our students are doing something. And, and so when we do like our offering time, we said, and it's because of your faithfulness in giving that our students can continue to do things like this. Because we get the whole church involved in the life and the things that God is doing. Um... And, and it really gives purpose to them in that. Um, and, and yeah, I think when we can, we can help our students become contagious in that, then the whole church benefits. And, and I think in this, you know, in this call, those kids, you know, like that's what everybody seems to think about with our youth. 
And when, when people say that, I'm like, well, you haven't seen our students. You know, hey, come, come pop in on a youth service and see the way our kids worship. See the way that our students get out and serve. Um, we're trying to find ways, especially now, like how do we get our youth students serving even more in, in a Sunday morning service with the adults? You know, how are we branching outside of just this group that we have and becoming truly a part of the church? Because it's finding that place. Um, and we want what, what God starts to do in our hearts and in our students' hearts to be something that blesses the whole church. Um, you know, Did I you have think, anything? Yeah, I think we've seen that um, where <coughs> adults will come to us and say, hey, we want to give back mm. to support yeah. a kid or to sponsor a kid or help send them to a camp or a retreat because mm-hmm. we see how much your students are doing in the church. And it's been, it's been cool to see because you have an opportunity, especially your students on social media, to engage so many more people in what they're doing. And so that was what was cool about the 1 in 1,000 thing. It's like, you know, I think a kid said, uh, he was going to eat a thousand French fries, and you're like, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard." <laughs> but people were watching his stream, and he's sitting there, you know, just you know, eating French fries and talking to people about speed delight. And mm-hmm. it's like those are the kind of things where you know we, what we didn't want to do is say, "Hey, you have to do this thing," you know, because so, like you think of like the classic ways of raising money for speed delight is like do a car wash, you know, show up and do this thing or do that thing. Find out what your kids are talking about. Find out what they like to do and then help amplify that. Mm. You know, that's what's cool about the one in yeah. a thousand thing is, you know, one girl did a thousand squats, you know, and you're like, you know, you're more committed than I am, right? <laughs> <laughs> then she complained about her legs the next, like, five services, but that's fine. Uh, and, you know, another girl drew a thousand eyeballs because she's an artist, you know, and besides that being creepy, it was cool for her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, like, we sit here and yeah. we're like, you know, that sounds stupid, but they were able to engage people that we would have never mm-hmm. reached, and they were able to talk about Speed Delight, and all we had to do was resource them with information, like, hey, this is what Speed Delight's about. When you're on your stream, this is what you can talk about, and our kids did it, and we were, honestly, we were like, this is going to be a flop. No one's going to want to do this. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You know, but kids do it, because why? They A, they like being on social media, and B, you don't know the people at the church that follow them. You don't know the people at school who follow them, and so it, encouraging them to be uh, outspoken about their faith on their social media is a huge place and a huge mm-hmm. platform for them. And, um, yeah, it, it, instead of forcing them to do something, go where they're at and help them do that thing, you know, uh, I think is a huge, yeah. huge part of what we like to do in all parts of the ministry, but especially when it comes to giving. Because um, I'd rather, you know, instead of pulling teeth, I'd rather, you know, say, hey, this is where, you, this is where you're already going, so let's, let me encourage you in that. And it's just a lot easier to function that way, you know, so. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's all kind there's all kinds of cool resources and we always try and encourage our students. Like we're not I'm not always the most creative person with these things. So, you know, like I'm always searching and following different youth groups on Instagram and stuff and seeing like what are games they do, what are missions emphasis they do, what are serve you know, trying to get ideas. But there's been times where we've tried to create a culture, hey, what do you guys think is a good idea? Like what is something you could do? for Speed the Light. Hey, what is something you can do or what is something you bring to the table to, to see youth group? You know, what is something that you can bring that God has given you? And there's been like some of our students, like there's one, he just is always coming up with great ideas. Just just keeps coming out and I'm like, yep, let's go. You know, keep them coming. Because it's like, man, you're contributing with what God has given you. And so he's like, hey, you, this event could have been better if we did this. And we're like, yeah, that's, the, that's a genius idea. That could have been more effective, you know. And so, helping our students to really own that is huge, um, because, like, like Matt said, um, you know, we don't want to tell them what to do. We want them to discover that, and that's a, that's a part of that learning curve. And and I think that's so valuable. Um, that was something that, um, you know, we were taught even when we went to our insomnias, our event, the overnighter, the raise money for missions. It wasn't like. Hey, here, here's what you do. Here's all this. It's like, hey, go out and ask people. Go out and do something you don't normally do. Um, and pray that God gives you those opportunities. Use your gifts in that way. And so we, wanna, we want students um, to grow in that way um, just as much. And, and every time, and I share this with our students all the time, the more I do stuff that's outside of the box or the more I give in ways that are maybe new or different or uncomfortable for me, I see God do so much more in my life. And so it's, it's been cool to see that from, from different students. They've been like, hey, like, you know, going to the soup kitchen, I had never done something like that, and I didn't want to, but man, 
God really just kind of put this this burden on my heart. And I've seen students who are like, hey, I'm going back without us, you know, the group. Like, we're going to go back with this group. And I was like, go for it. You know, and it's, it's helping them to get that mindset um, because that's what spreads through their hearts and that. And, and kind of the last thing that we really had was, was creating a giving culture increases with consistency. Um, and, and Matt alluded to that. Like, we've seen now being in this role for, for four years how what started as a struggle um, and to get to the place that we're at now took four years. Um, but what's been really cool for us is that we've seen more students get involved, more students come to our event, um, more students, like we've seen students that we can track who have given more each year, which has been cool to see. And it's, it's not always about those numbers, but it's, we can, we can use those things to say, hey, they're getting it because they're doing something that's fresh and new um, and, and stepping outside of what they did last year. They're not going to just settle for where they were at last year. Um, kind of one of our things is push the envelope. Like, hey, just because we gave that amount last year, let's, let's go more. That's why we set goals. Let's do something, like, let's, let's set a goal that seems so far-fetched and see what God can do through our faithfulness. And, and for us, every time we set a goal, our students seem to, like, it surpasses it. Because they're grabbing onto the culture. And, like, we set goals, like, him and I will set a goal and we're like, yeah, we don't think we're going to get this. Like, we'll say it at the beginning of the year. And we get to that point and it's like, our, they did it. Because I think when we sometimes step out in, the, in those faithful things and say, all right, God, here it is. Do something with it. Um, that, that God will spark that in our students' hearts. Um, and the more that we can facilitate that, um, the more that we can communicate that, and the more that that becomes a consistent theme in our verbiage, um, in our events, in our services, and in our conversations, um, the more that we see uh, those things uh, co- come and happen every year. Yes? So when you're setting these goals, mm-hmm. do, you, um, do you tell them consistently, like, okay, here's where we're at on our goal? Because I feel like um, part of me has kind of been like, well, I don't tell people where their tithing has gotten to. Yeah. Like, so how do you, how do you kind of bridge that? We've done things differently all the time. <laughs> like, there's been years where, like, we created, like, this big board and filled it in as we reach, like, kind of like a thermometer to reach our goal. Um, you know, so we've done that. There's been times where we go a few months, don't say anything. Hey, here's where we're at. You know, this is the, remember, this is the goal we set. Let's, let's continue to push in. Um, because it's not like we're every single service taking five minutes out of a window and being like, speed the light. Because at some point it's going to be like, all right, yeah, we get it, speed the light. But still keeping that the fresh. So we've taken all kinds of different approaches to that. But um, like, that's, like, that should be a consistent thing, too. Like, showing I'd, them where they're at. I'd, I think it's good for them to see. Because there's been times, and I can remember our youth pastor did this to us one time. He, he pulled out where, where we were at with giving on a year. And then pulled out some math that's like, he was like, it's like you guys gave 17 cents every week. And this is our goal. And we're just like, like... And if you know Greg Ford, he scares you into things. But, like, he's a big dude. But, so for me, I can remember as a student, it's like, oh, yeah, that goal I set, that thing I said I would do, I'm not keeping my word on that. Um, we've never done anything like that. But um, I think it's, it's reading your group and seeing what is it that they need um, in that. And, again, it's, it's not about the amount, but it's about saying, hey, we don't want to neglect what God has put before us to do. We don't want to miss out on the opportunity that God might have for us or for someone else. And when you can keep that perspective in mind of saying, if we don't give, Ohio missionaries don't re- aren't able to be as effective as they can be, that puts new meaning um, behind uh, why we give and the importance behind that. And so it's keeping the mindset, again, kind of going back to, Keep what's in their mind and connect it to their heart. What is the purpose behind that? If, if some students can give five bucks and others can give 50, great. You know, but what is it that God has put before you to give um, in, in, in pushing that? So doesn't quite answer your question, but we've, we've, done, we've done kind of all different methods of that. Um, that's the thing. You're always te- testing something new. Yeah. Like, because what worked the year before might not work this year. So, I, I mean, something that could help too is ask yourself like how often would I want to be reminded of a goal 
you know, so like if I'm sitting in the seats, how often would I want my youth pastor or my youth leader to tell me, hey, this is our goal? And then how much would it just be annoying? And if it helps, you could just say, how long, how often would I want my pastor to remind me to tithe, you know, from the stage? Uh, and if you're, you know, and, and sometimes it helps us to say, if I'm sitting where they are, what would encourage me? Because like, uh, Pastor Jay talked about the method. It was cool that Greg said, hey, you need to get your butt in gear. But for a lot of people, they're depleted and they're like, well, I just want to give up, you know. But if you say, hey, we're excited about how far we are, that's a way different presentation than saying, hey, you guys stink and you're all, you know, burning forever. So, hope you're happy. <laughs> you know, and, uh, <coughs> you know, so it's, it's like we said at the beginning, it's, it's about where you're at. You know, where's your heart at when you're sharing it? And um, if you continue to push yourself, they will see that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah mm -hmm. there's no... There's no pattern. It's more about um, getting that mindset in the right place. Because the mm -hmm. thermometer works great, and then we tried it the next year, and no one liked it. And you're like, well, what the heck, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, it's one of those things where youth ministry is always, you're always trying to go to the next place, um, and it's where the kids are at, you know, so it's mm -hmm. where you the kids. Yeah. That's a good question. So, cool. Any questions um, or thoughts? Mm -hmm. Both thing to like it doesn't have to be like one kid doing a thousand. You could like you know say, hey, the four of us are mm -hmm. going to eat a thousand chicken nuggets together. Mm -hmm. Two hundred mm -hmm. chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still daunting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so funny story. The, the, kids who, the kids who did the french fries this year, so they did like a thousand McDonald's fries. Uh, there was two of them. Yeah, there was two kids out So they did do that. Um, one of the kids ate at least 750 of them, though, because the other one, like, tapped out at 200. And so this kid, he's just, like, going for it. And I'm just sitting there watching it, and I'm like, to the other kid who's tapping out, I'm like, come on, man. Like, you're not pulling your weight in this. Yeah, yeah, they did this, and so like, so like with that, yeah, go ahead. Logistics wise, how do they, what are they, how are they getting money for that? Yeah. Did we do uh, GoFundMe or something? Well, we, through our church's giving software, we had a way for people to give online and designate it to uh, a student. So we use Fellowship One. So I know there's all kinds of different giving things. So we, so traditionally. We usually hand out packets, kind of more like your typical fundraiser where they can track down names, the amount given, yada, 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 that kind of a thing. So we still have that available, but said we tried something new this year because we had the opportunity and say, hey, but there's also a way for people to give online because for a lot of our students, they will just go and, like, they'll ask family members and extended family. And so we always heard a lot, hey, we can only ask the people in our area. But we saw some stu some people who were giving money from out out of town, different things, because they had the opportunity through to do that through online giving. Yeah, and so um, yeah, so we we what we tried to do was we had a meeting with all the students who wanted to take the one in one thousand challenge, um, and basically said, here's resources for you. Here's the website. Here's some graphics you can post on your social media. But we said, use your social media platform to prepare for this. And so we picked the day as a youth group um, for what day everybody was going to do their 1 in 1,000 thing. Um, and so we said, hey, this, this Sunday, whatever, um, and gave them four weeks to, to promo it. And we're like, hey, don't post three times a day every day for the next three weeks because you're going to annoy people. But saying, hey, periodically push this. Um, what is the thing you're doing? Eating a thousand French fries. Another one was a thousand pogo stick oh, jumps. Um, thousand free throws. Uh, um, yeah, so we had students do all kinds of things like that. And um, we encouraged them, hey, when you do it, go live. Facebook Live, Instagram Live. Um, and, and be telling people when you do promote it, hey, it all goes to speed the light. This is how you can give. Tune in on this day as I do this thing um, because thanks so much for your support in this. Um, and so we saw a lot of people come alongside. Um, so on our end, the work that we put into it was just resourcing our students. You got questions? Cool. Come to us. We'll help you with that. Um, we prepare the information. We give it to them. And then we said, hey, within a week, get back to us with what you're going to do. So we wanted to make sure that they didn't just come and then never put any traction to 
you know, it wasn't just an emotional response to a challenge we put out. We said, all right, by next Sunday, let us know what that thing is that you're going to do. And so we saw, there's probably at least nine students take the challenge, which was awesome. So we're like, cool. And most of them, I think, all but one did it that Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Just said, I think, like, two to four, hey, if you want to use the building, yeah. you can use the space in the building yeah. to do it. Yeah, so we created opportunity for them, too. Or if we're like, hey, if you want to do it at home or go to a park and shoot hoops, whatever that is, you know, whatever you need to do for that. Um, but we offered that time to say, hey, we'll take these two hours and you have the ability to do, to use the building if need be. Um, so yeah, and I'd say like this year we were kind of testing it, so, or this past year when we did it. So there's a lot of things we learned that's like, okay, we need to get information out a little sooner. Uh, it'd be good to, you know, incorporate a few more resources with it um, and to have a little bit more follow-up throughout those weeks leading up to it with the students. Hey, where are you at? How's it been going? Do you have any questions for us? Um, in, in, I mean, side notes, but like, if you have youth leaders, what better role to say, hey, check in with these students, you know? Resource them as well, um, because we saw some of our leaders, we're, we told our students, we're like, you know, don't go around to all of our youth leaders and ask them for 10 bucks for it, because as soon as all 10 of you do that, they're, you know, especially when you got the ones who can't say no, it's like, don't put them in that position. But, you know, we encouraged our leaders to say, hey, you know, partner with the students in this and show them that you care, um, because that's, that's part of our role with that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, that was a really cool one that somebody shared with me, the one in 1,000, and so I think that's something that we're going to try and push every year now. And that's like um, low-cost, low-effort, high-effectiveness. It's one of those... Things yeah. you pass, you're like, that's my favorite thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you don't like to work. The minimum amount of effort for the highest amount of effect. Yeah. And for us, I think, yeah, it's something else really good. Yeah. And it gives the students ownership, which is huge. You didn't force them to wash cars. You know. Yeah. Know, the creepy guys don't show up. Yeah. Yeah. If it works, do it. Wherever yeah. they're at, do it. Yeah. There you go. And that's the thing too is like, you know, the biggest struggle that this can be, and, and we've had this at times too, is comparison. Like, what is it that God has given you that you can do something with? It's not always feasible for us to do what James River's doing, you know, some of the churches we follow. It's like, you know, we can strive for those things. And, and for us, you know, there's a lot of things that I follow. Like, I, I try and follow as many youth group Instagram pages for Ohio and whatever around too. Like, there's been so many times I see different stories from other groups that I was like, oh, that's the best game ever or that's the most genius way of doing something. And the way it's been done, I was like, that would never work for us like that. But the idea was like, huh, but if we turned it this way, then our students could grab on. You know, so what are the things that you can take out of what other people are doing that's being effective? And and to go along with that, um, like Pastor Bill for us was accountability with, and it came to staying on point with giving, and he's gone now. Um, so for us, you know, we're, we're trying to be intentional with each other, but who are those people who you can go to who can help you? Who are the other youth pastors, youth leaders, who you can swap ideas with and all that? Because it's one of those things that's like, you know, I want to share these things that are working. And just because something works for us doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for you. But if it does, man, take it. If it doesn't, take it and do something different with it. You know, and I love hearing those ideas because um, in youth ministry in general, with anything, it's changing so much uh, constantly. And if you look at culture, culture is always changing. There's always a new trend. There's always new slang. Like, I walk in every single week and our students are saying something new and I'm like, what does this even mean? Like, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, like just learned some of these words. It's like, oh, dabbing's not cool, you know. It's like, okay, cool, all right. Now it's the Fortnite dances and that's even going out. Now. You know, so it's like that. It's like I was just learning how to do that stuff, how to floss, <laughs> you know. So, you know, for us, we're never like dead set on something. Because we're always like, well, what works now might not work next year or two years from now. So let's be, let's have an open mindset to that, and and never get stuck in the ways. Um, because we've seen so many groups, and we've been a part of things that have just been 
they've been around because they've always been around and it what works now um, you know what what didn't work um, what doesn't work now uh, was something from the past you know and so we got to be willing to to make those adjustments those changes and so I think the same is is in our techniques in our communication in our events in our like always be willing to be flexible because then you can always be ready um, to adapt with that so um, you know we're out of time but uh, we would like to follow up with you if you're like hey I have more questions or hey you want to bounce an idea off of you um, we could give you our email so if you're interested in having it uh, you could always send us a question uh, and this email actually goes to both of us but it's a letter C S and then M um, C S M uh, at Toledo Calvary uh, spelled like it sounds C-A-L-V-A-R-Y.org, and that email goes to both of us, and we'd love to follow up with you, help you in any way we can. Uh, we want this to be more than just us talking uh, and having a conversation for an hour, but being able to help yeah. you be successful in youth ministry. So yeah. if you don't, we won't be offended. We will be quietly. But if you do, we'd love to follow up with you guys. So. Awesome. Dot uh, .org. .org. Yeah. Cool. We might if I pray with us, and then we'll wrap up and get ready for our next session. So. Cool. Um, Father, we come before you, and Lord, are just so humbled and honored at the way you use us as leaders, God, uh, to, to communicate to students. And so, Father, I pray for each one of our roles, Lord, whether that be youth leader, youth pastor, Lord, maybe even just church leader. God, we pray that missions would become something that you burden so much on our hearts, that, God, our students would, would grasp onto that. That, Lord, we would set that example, that we would set that tone for what it is you want to do in and through our youth. And so, Father, I pray for each and every leader in this room that, God, you would give them uh, the tools and the opportunities uh, to, to grow in their understanding of what works with their groups. Lord, I pray that for those who feel uh, discouraged in their giving or in their group culture, that, Father God, you would give them strength and help them to know that you have them there for a reason and for a purpose. And, Father, I pray that they would commit diligently to, to following after what it is you have for them to do in their groups and in their churches. Uh, Father, we're just so thankful for this opportunity to serve you. We love you. And, Lord, I ask that you would be with us throughout the rest of our day. And we ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, everyone.